This is Dennis Ramundi. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Goldberg, author. His latest book, The Life of Yogananda, out whenever you're listening to this, uh, April uh, 2018, and but uh, can pre-order it now on Amazon. So, uh, And our guest today, back on the show, uh, the uh, author of uh, her latest book, Yoga and Psyche, Mariana Kaplan. Uh, she is a psychotherapist, yoga teacher, and the author of eight books. And the latest, as I said, Yoga and Psyche, Integrating the Paths of Yoga and Psychology for Healing, Transformation, and Joy. Mariana, thank you so very much for coming back with us. It's such a pleasure. I really appreciate what you guys do. Thank you, Mariana, and um, it's great to have you back. Um, and we want to encourage our listeners, if they're hearing this for the first time, to go listen to our first interview with Mariana, where she talks about her uh, personal path a lot more than probably we will today. Um, tell us, because you have a new book out, Yoga and Psyche, tell us the origin of that book idea and why you wrote it. Yeah. So, so the, the origins, um, in fact, are, are my, my whole adult life, and, and specifically in the sense that, that about 25 years ago, I started both my yogic and my psychological journey. And um, in my experience, both diving deep, deep into, into spiritual work, I would hit, uh, hit places that, although I had great teachers and great traditions, my experience as a, a Western person with a, a Western psychological makeup and the wounds that that are, are quite specific to the Western psyche, uh, the practices weren't weren't penetrating those wounds and those needs of mine, not just for spiritual development, but for personal integration, for well-being, for happiness, for things that I I valued. And and simultaneously, I was uh, um, raised in in the, the psychological tradition. And for me, I see psychology as a as a tradition in the making. Right? Yoga has its vast expanse of these twenty five hundred to five thousand years, and and psychology is this baby of a hundred and thirty some years old that that I think is developing uh, quickly efficiently profoundly and and my my personal my personal and professional life have been a simultaneous process of of these two paths and about 12 years ago i started teaching yoga and psyche in different forms and and teaching yoga teachers yoga practitioners psychologists mental health workers or just earnest people how to how to integrate these traditions, how to bring them together, whether it's in the therapy room or in the yoga room in your personal practice or teaching. And like like books do in my experience and maybe your own Phil, they they insist themselves from the inside. So six years ago, six and a half years ago, it, it just started um, pushing from the inside. And, and I knew that feeling from my previous books, but... At this time, it was a little bit different because I had a, a one-and-a-half-year-old baby that I was raising. So I had a little bit of a problem because I had a baby book that wanted to be born, and I had an actual baby. So I put out a simple call for help, um, not really expecting it to be responded to. I wrote to my email list saying, Does, are there anybody who, anyone who wants to help me research this book? I, 
I would theoretically like to mentor you, but I don't have any time. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm looking for help researching this book. And at that time, I got immediately over 20 highly qualified masters, doctoral students in psychology, yoga teachers. And basically, I, I heard my teacher on the inside. He had he had died at that point. I heard him saying to me, "This is a good problem." I was reading over these CVs and. And so I basically took them all, and from that we were able to develop a much larger project. Mm-hmm. And there was a conference mm-hmm. in 2014. There was academic research. Two, two of the doctoral students helped me research everything up to date in all related subjects and published that. We were able to research all the popular literature, and I had a whole team. So it was really a, a deep collaborative effort. It took a long time because I was raising this um, child who's now seven and a half. And so finally, although I've been teaching this for 12 years, uh, finally there's a book that, that really condenses it, condenses mm-hmm. it all. Uh, Marianne, I, I'm curious. Uh, when you were 34 years old, you suffered from uh, multiple autoimmune disorders uh, and uh, you, you went into chronic fatigue, you had physical problems. And uh, uh, this is when you, you uh, after seeing multiple doctors, you turned to yoga. Uh, was the yoga um, effective in uh, helping you because you had um, a, a disorder that was in large part a mental, mind over matter kind of a thing? Or, but on the other hand, yoga obviously affects the mind, but it also affects the body. Or was it the yoga postures that strengthened the physical body uh, uh, and allowed you to heal? Uh, I assume it was a combination of both. But which, was, which had the more powerful impact from the yoga, its effect on your psychology or its effect on your physical body? Um, qu- quite honestly, as, as my understanding grows over time, um, the, there, the, the, the psycho and the somatic, right, they're, they're so intimately intertwined. And... Obviously, for well, for for me, the misuse of it is when people take it to an extreme and say, you know, you created your cancer or things mm-hmm. like that. That pains me to no mm-hmm. to no end. And at the same time, my own element was 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 physical and it was psychological. I was I was I had all of these autoimmune disorders, and I was profoundly burnt out. I was living out of balance even though it was in the name of spiritual service and, and work and practice. So uh, it's, I, went to, I spent years and tens of thousands of dollars on all kinds of, mm-hmm. of um, both, both Western and Eastern non-traditional medical approaches. And, and then I took on yoga in a much more serious way. I'd been practicing for years, but I went to do a teacher training and the, the yogic principle of the inner healer or the inner physician, uh, Jungli Kaimane in, in Ashtanga Yoga that, that I was studying, um, I really took to that. And, and it wasn't just an asana study, right? So it was a full, full on deep study mm-hmm. of philosophy and pranayama. And I was, but I was, I learned through yoga and then subsequently through my studies in trauma and semantics in a much deeper way. Uh, to listen to, to right we all talk about listening to the body right. and it's a real thing and it's it's not always easy to do but at that time i i want to say i was afforded the time but basically i had 
crashed my body so completely that I had nothing else that I could do except take the time to listen. And with, with the support of yoga and right, really unwinding, it was really honestly unwinding my, my physical body. It was, it was the nourishment that the yoga provided. It was the instruction on, on balance and um, the perspective and a really a real overview, you know, really rebalancing my, my whole energy breathing. You know, for me, 20-some 20, 20 years of yoga, the, the, probably the most profound effect is being able to breathe more fully, mm-hmm. right? And, and then that breath has prana, and the prana has life force. So it was more healing than the, you know, thousands of dollars of supplements that I was taking and all the different kinds of treatment was, was you know, my own breath when, when actually accessed and, and actually being willing to slow down, not because I wanted to, but because I had to, and, and take, taking in. That's how I see it in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mariana, in, in your uh, discussion of what uh, brought you to uh, be thinking in, in terms of the uh, material in the current book, you mentioned uh, noticing at some point uh, psychological issues that uh, you called unique to the Western psyche. I'm curious what that is and how uh, Western life might or may not encourage uh, certain conditions that others don't. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Western, we have to use that right, broadly and loosely. Yeah. But yoga, right, yoga was formulated in, in India, and it was primarily transmitted by great Indian men. It's practiced by many women. But... But a lot of the transmitters were, have been, have been great Indian and in yoga yogi men. Right. And yet, in right here in the Western world, it's it's practiced primarily, right, some ninety percent by by women. And I just went to India. I think it was my sixteenth visit. I spent a lot of time there, a lot of time studying and practicing and touring other people. And. And in all of these times, even as a psychologist, and I have many, many old friends in India, it's so apparent to me that 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 the psyche and right the psyche is something very challenging to talk about. But but I live I live I live kind of interacting with that day to day with with my work as a clinician, and it's become tangible. It's not something I can see, but it's something I can perceive. And whatever that psyche is. Um, it doesn't work the same way in India. Hmm. I don't. All these years in India, you know, many years ago, I, I I understood that I just didn't understand. I respected, I appreciated, but that there was something different. And I think there's lots of different variables that account for that. But I mean, it's a the right the things like soul. When we talk about these great things and consciousness, right? They're they're transcultural and 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 yogas, right? The a masterful path on this, and it's it's how it translates into right, every country and culture, and blends with with different religions. It's so um, timeless. But then this this psyche is much more um, personal and individual and multi generational and unique. And and in the Western world, it it we it we grow we grow up differently. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, right, the the family structure, the 
the, the bonds or lack of bonds, right? Our fragmentation, our speed, um, trauma, right? Which is another big buzzword that I write about super in depth in the book and not only the overt shock traumas, um, but the developmental traumas and nowadays, the last couple of years of my private practice, before the elections, we had never talked about politics in, in psychotherapy. Mm. And you know, people not only from the States, because I do Skype work, people from all over, we were talking a lot about politics. Last year there was you know, these big fires in California. There's these ecolo- ecological traumas, developmental traumas, mm-hmm. and not only things that happened, but an area that I... I tend to have a, a affinity for, I think because it's not talked about as much, is, is things that didn't happen that, that, that we really wanted, whether they were developmental steps that we really wanted or, mm, or, right. or aspects of life, a mm-hmm. child, you know, mm. that we wanted, or a partner, you know, things that people are really shaken and suffering about things that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. right, so there's, there's so much in this category of trauma if we use it not loosely, but broadly, which I think is actually applicable now. Mm-hmm. And I think that we just have different different needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary I wanted to ask and you that. Certainly, we, women, right? Yeah, yeah. And women's yeah. bodies. Yeah, we we have people have different needs than an Indian man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have people listening in, you know, from all over the world to our podcast, and, and somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, you know, uh, I've experienced similar things physically. That she's uh, uh, Marianna's experience. I've seen doctors. I'm not getting help. I, I would like to uh, then try yoga to see if that helps me. How how do they find a yoga teacher that would be appropriate for them? Number one, and number two, should they actually look for somebody like you, who's both both a psychotherapist and, and a yoga teacher teacher? And I would imagine, in, you know, if you're in Los Angeles or New York, it's one thing, or San Francisco. If you're uh, in many other parts of America or the world. It might be more difficult. So, uh, uh, what would you recommend yeah. to them? Yeah, I appreciate that. And and even though we're talking about, we talked about how the yoga helped heal, heal my illness. It wasn't that alone. Even though I had been a therapist for ten years, I I took on um, three years of postgraduate studies after the yoga training in trauma and somatics. And you know, if we summarize in a in a mini second, what what the somatic work is, it's taking psychotherapy from from the inside out, it's it's um, really incorporating the body and its transformation, and and listening to the body and working um, from the body, including the mind, in psychotherapy. So all of that's to say that um, I appreciate and agree that this is not going to be available all over the years, all over the world. But I think that uh, yoga, in conjunction with psychotherapy. Um, is is much more effective. Sometimes we can find somebody who who contains both, but even in in tandem, they're very powerful. And if I was going to look for, uh, you know, uh, what kind in each, in terms of yoga, I would be looking for somebody highly experienced, right, in in their years, Um, somebody who at least offered an emotional depth context, right? You go into their room and it's, it's not quite young goddess yoga or, you know, straight alignment-based yeah. yoga. It's like somebody with a, you know, a depth and breadth of practice in the yoga front, even if they're not psychologically trained, and somebody who you sense that, that, that there's space in their class for you to modify, for you to feel, right? If you, 
if you pull back or you 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 break out crying, it's not going to be a disturbance. If if you do something differently because your body's telling you to do that, you're not going to be corrected for for misalignment. So that would be the. But more than that, the first thing I said would be the depth, the depth mm-hmm. of of experience and being of the practitioner. Along those lines, Mariana, uh, these days, uh, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, uh, yoga is almost synonymous with asana practice, with postural yoga. Right. Um, you, we know that you know yoga is more than that. Uh, in line with Dennis's question, what would you say to people who are not inclined to the kind of um, yoga classes that are so common now that are like 90% asana. Maybe they're older, maybe they have physical issues or just not inclined in that mm-hmm. direction. How do they take advantage of this integral yoga and psyche? Uh, are there other avenues? Yeah, and I think that point should should be brought up in every conversation of yoga. Um, that that even though I may assume when I think of yoga, right? I think of I think of posture, I think of meditation, I think of breath, I think of study and ethics and 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 I do agree, Phil, right, that most it's become almost synonymous with asana, but I've also noticed in the last five or ten years that that there's there's more depth offerings available. Yeah. I mean, I, this year alone, by Self Magazine, I was so touched. They interviewed me for an article on crying in yoga class, and um, and another one on shavasana and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So, so your point is is to to raise that that they're actually they're not they're not the majority of the option of of what's put out, but there are. Um, I think you know, may I you know maybe not in all parts of the world, but of course there's online offerings that are really good now that are accessible and and pranayama right breath practices powerful life-changing meditation practices they can be done at any age and and i was just mentoring somebody yesterday who's passionate about offering yoga for the elderly because because right yoga is being understood even scientifically is so beneficial so my dad's a doctor. He's 86. He said you should start doing yoga, and 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 right. But so many elderly people will, will hear that and say, "I can't do that." Right? right. And and in fact, showing up in in one of these yoga classes, even at the beginning yoga class, may be too much. But we can show up and and do pranayama, right, and breathing. <coughs> we can do yoga nidra, which is right deep and meditative, and can be done lying down. Um. Once I had a, a student in the university, I was teaching a class, and he had this unique condition where his body would get overheated by doing almost anything, but he wanted to show up at the, at the workshop, so he, he visualized the whole class that mm. we did, mm. and I was super interested because he, he got a, tr- a tremendous amount of benefit just through visualizing mm-hmm. the mm. practice. Interesting. Yeah, Marianna, um, I'm going to wind back to... Uh, one other element of Dennis's question, because I feel like I answered it incompletely. I, I said what I look for in the yoga teacher, mm-hmm. but but similarly, right? If we if we want to pursue these in tandem, which I personally feel is more powerful mm-hmm. than either of them alone, um, you know, the 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 same is true of the therapist. Yeah. Uh, of course, right. there's many many therapists who are experienced, 
but but it is my personal bias, not exclusively, but it is a bias that um, therapies that include a somatic or body-centered approach that have an understanding of trauma, I am I'm seeing, and it was true in my own experience and in others, that that they're more they're more effective because because the the limit and the frustration that many people find in therapy is that we can understand a whole lot about how why we are the way we are right but nothing changes we can explain it but it's 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 still it's still there and it's showing up in our patterns and our expressions and that was how I got from from my yoga training into the into the trauma training because I I could feel I they say the issue is in the tissue I could feel my body right reenacting things that weren't serving me even though I knew better right I had learned better so so approaches that that at least include the body um, include a, a perspective on trauma um, I I I lean toward right so even if we're living somewhere in the world and we don't have all of these trauma-sensitive yoga and all these things, right? A really solid, experienced yoga teacher, you know, who has a, a larger context of yoga than, than, than simple asana, not simple, but asana, mm-hmm. right? And a psychotherapy that includes, includes the body in some way or another. There you have a really powerful, really powerful complementary treatment. Good. Mariana, uh, one final question I had for you was, uh, do you have uh, many psychotherapists, psychiatrists, psychologists uh, reaching out to you saying, hey, uh, I don't know anything about yoga, but I think it might be a tool that I could help my uh, uh, patients with, or perhaps even myself as well. Uh, do you have much of that, uh, uh, of those folks seeking you out? Yeah, these these are the amazing people who I'm mm-hmm. so privileged to. To, to teach in my trainings. I show up and, and right, there's a lot of, there's doctors and there's psychiatrists and there's mental health workers, there's experienced yoga teachers. And, but, and that my, my trainings are always open to, you know, to anyone, even if they're, they're new to the practices. But, but that's, that's a lot of what I'm training people to do is to integrate, right, integrate <coughs> the the other modality into whatever integrate mm-hmm. the the yoga into into the psychology and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be on any grand scale it doesn't it's not that every mental health worker has to go through their 500 hour teacher training we can learn um, simple practices they don't have to involve putting your patients on a yoga mat and and doing postures um, things with with posture and with breath and and even context and perspective that we gain from meditation, very, very simple tools, mm-hmm. right, can, can kind of yogify the, 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 the mental health context. And I think people have this idea, if they want to do that, that suddenly they're going to be doing yoga in, in their therapy room. And I've, I had done that a lot in the past, but, but nowadays I, I actually find that the very simple practices Often people come to therapy and they want to feel like it's therapy. They don't want to feel like it's a yoga class. Mm-hmm. So by simply bringing in um, um, basic and powerful practices and 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 a, a deeper spiritual context into the therapy room, um, it 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 opens up worlds. And it doesn't have to look that different. We don't have to. 
worried about being some super alternative therapist. It can be mm-hmm. very subtle and and no less effective. Mariana, um, as you pointed out, yoga, the tradition of yoga and all its uh, multifaceted forms, um, is thousands of years old. Psychology is a baby, as you put it. Um, that means that in the yoga world, uh, over the course of centuries, there's been there's a lot of em- what we would think of as empirical data, or you know, firsthand experience, lab work, so to speak. Um, you mentioned that a lot of uh, your new book of, of yoga and psyche is research-based. What, if you could sort of summarize it, what is the status of research, hard um, empirical research on these areas now? Um, we know that research on various yoga practices has been going on for 40 years now. What is new and what is exciting yeah. to you? And let, let me just say one thing I have to throw out. We only have about four minutes left, so in the time okay. that we have, yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I was just printing out some notes for a, a training I'm teaching on, on Saturday, and, and um, so so a lot of the research, what it's, what it's, it's consistently demonstrated, uh, yoga research has demonstrated yoga's positive impact on PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. disorder, and all kinds of trauma, complex trauma, so forth. Depression, anxiety, immunity, eating disorders, attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity, schizophrenia, well-being, and mood, for starters. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's um, all, right, all that... I have the published academic research is, is on my website, but it's integrated in a in a very user friendly format in, into the book. But but right, that's the beauty of science right now is is it's, it's science right. It's demonstrating what the yogis have always known, but science is is hard data and and it speaks to to insurance companies right, and it speaks mm-hmm. to healthcare and and it it's allowing yoga to become. Um, you know, acceptable not not only right in 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 like a daily modality, but in places where it can really matter, mm-hmm. where people's practice of yoga can can be funded, where insurance can begin to cover it, and and that's only increasing. And I I, I love what what science is is offering to yoga, even if it's only validating it, you know, in a in a language that's accessible to a mainstream audience. There may be more research on the yoga practices now than there are on psychotherapy. Actually. Right. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I think psychotherapy on its own hasn't done so well under research. I think with with yoga, it it, it will do much better. Mariana, thank you so very much but, for your but time. But check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. You know, a little note on that. The, the the three big developments in psychotherapy that are going to the books into the book is is the somatics, the mm-hmm. neuroscience, and then the trauma healing. Mm-hmm. Very good. Because research is being done on all of those, and then the research is panning out a lot more effectively. Okay. And uh, we should say that your website is yogaandpsyche.com. And yep. you started. Yeah. Um, more, more, more about my clinical practices on my other website, realspirituality.com, that you can find each through the other. That'll be on the site. And um, you also started something called Yoga and Psyche International that people can look up and find out about. 
Yeah. Right. And, and the you name of the, are a powerful team. Right. And the, and the name of the book again. <laughs> no, waste the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yoga and Psyche, Integrating the Paths of Yoga and Psychology for Healing, Transformation, and Joy. Mariana Kaplan, and that's Kaplan with a C, C-A-P-L-A-N. And we'll have all that information posted up. Mariana, thank you so very much for taking the time to come on with us today. My pleasure. Thank, thank both of you. My thanks to both of you. Take care. Good luck with the book. Yep. Okay. All the best.